Hey, Fight Talk listeners. It's Nancy Rommelman coming to you on Friday, June the 3rd, from a hotel room in Buena Park, California. Uh, here for about another week. Family, work, friendship stuff. I lived here for a long time. I lived in LA for 18 years, so I'm glad to be back. Uh, I just want to forewarn you that if you hear some screaming in the background, that's actually coming from uh, one of the roller coasters at Knott's Berry Farm, which is out the window. And that sound is really cool. It um, It's like a trope in a horror movie. It just sort of like repeats every minute or so. And it doesn't sound scary. It sounds cool, as do the... As do the um, the uh, roller coaster cars like going off with the track, going like shh. Um, anyway, it's it's nice to be here. We've been it's been a little cloudy, which I think they call the marine layer. I think that's a Californiaism. I never heard it before I moved to California to Los Angeles, and I, it basically means cloudy. Uh, but it's been sunny today. As I said, I lived here for eighteen years, and I I came out here because I fell in love. I fell in love with a man named Tim Sampson. We met uh, on a movie in 1985. Um, uh, uh, Roanoke, it was, the, it was a, a PBS miniseries called Roanoke starring his dad, Will Sampson, and Tim was um, doing stunts and also doubling his dad. I was a PA, then I moved over to the grip department, but I was a PA and uh, how did we fall in love? Well, let's just say we did. And um, it was very intense, and um, he saved my life once. We, we, uh, we were filming along a river. We are like, they had canoes in the river a lot. And as uh, you'd have to keep the canoe steady for some of the shots. So we had, like, hip waders, the kind that there were suspenders over your shoulders. And I was charged as the, one of the PAs to like hold this canoe in place, but not be seen by the camera. So I'm kind of like ducking under the edge of the canoe, but the ground was not solid, obviously. And you're in a moving river and the boat's kind of moving a little bit and I'm getting deeper and deeper. And all of a sudden my waders just completely filled up and they're, they're, I've got a jacket on top of my suspenders. And I sunk, started sinking like a stone and Tim and another guy that were in the boat, they, they jumped out and they pulled me up. So here we are able to talk to you. And as some of you know, I had a daughter with Tim in 1989, our, our darling uh, Tava Sampson, who is um, actually now filming uh, Reservation Dogs, the final season uh, in Oklahoma, in the same town, Okamogi, where her dad was from. So I came out to California. I kind of, Tim lived in Los Angeles. I followed him in 1986. I, I bought a, a used Subaru and kind of took my, well, I didn't really actually take my time. I think it took me five days to get out here. But I just slept in rest stops. And it's so funny, like, I would think that if, like, my daughter said, yeah, mom, I'm just going to, like, you know, sleep with truckers and rest stops. I'll be like, excuse me? But nobody, first of all, nobody cared that I was doing that. No parents were asking me about that, and um, it was fine. Um, but I, I was thinking today, like, what am I going to write about? Being here obviously reminds me of Tim. It also reminds me when I met Tim. Um, you know, he grew up, full-blood native dude, grew up really super poor, not a lot of... Not a lot of money to feed. Like his grandmother had like 11 of her grandkids in the house. And he's like, nanny, it was red beans on Monday, white beans on Tuesday. Um, but one thing he ate a lot of was uh, taters and gravy, potatoes and gravy. And he, when we met, I was basically the cook in the house, which I love to do. It's no problem for me. He kind of wanted taters and gravy at every meal. Like every meal. Like breakfast and, and dinner, maybe not lunch. We'd have uh, sandwiches for lunch or something. But I kind of couldn't understand that. I was like... 
gravy? Like what for breakfast? What is that? What is that? I'm from New York. Like you have a bagel or you have a bowl of cereal, right? But he wanted it. So I did learn to make gravy. So a little at the end of this uh, little talk, we'll talk about it. Gravy is so, so easy to make. Um, but I think a lot of people don't do it. It's sort of an extra step. And um, it's a step you should take because it's it's easy, especially if you're making some potatoes, including mashed potatoes, which I just love. I love mashed potatoes. Um, and uh, I was at my mom's recently cleaning out her pantry, and there was a can of, I think it's called Franco-American gravy, kind of the stuff that she served us when we were kids. And I opened it just to, and I hadn't had it in years. And man, let me tell you, I, I'm sorry if anybody here is like uh, has stock in Franco-American gravy. That is garbage. It's just gross. It's just like gluey and flavorless and like just pointless. It's sort of like a, a, a simulation of gravy. Like you want, oh, I'm going to have some potatoes. Well, we maybe should have some gravy here. I don't want to make it. So I'll open this can. Well, I think you're better off like not doing that. I think you're better off just putting like some butter or some... What else could you put in mashed potatoes? Cheese? I don't know, something. Because that gravy is garbage. going to teach you how to make um, better garbage. Better garbage? Sorry, better gravy. What else can I tell you about Timmy? Um, we met. We lived in this crazy house on Curson Avenue in West Hollywood. I moved in there. My brother was living there with our buddy we grew up with, Nikki Griffin. And we all lived there together. And it was a b- bananas house because my brother's a pack rat. I'm, I'm the opposite. I, every, I think I've mentioned it here or maybe in um in one of the regular episodes that everything everything I own except my car is in my apartment in New York City and it's pretty spare and I like it like that because because I don't want to have to carry around a lot of stuff not just because I feel like oh man I gotta dip I'm gonna go it's just because and I've said this before everything you own or possess or decide to buy requires something of you you gotta dust it you gotta read it you gotta eat it you gotta wear it and um that's just I just don't want to devote my time to that I have a few things I like I like pretty dresses and I like skincare and that's about it and books though um I I had a huge library of books when I lived in Portland I sold them all so I have a smaller smaller library now but adding to it and please let me know if there's a book that you absolutely adore especially nonfiction. Um, I'm all ears because then that's what I what I like to like to read. Anyway, we lived in this crazy house that had um, oh um, you know four of my brother's motorcycles, eleven bicycles, two boa constrictors, a dog, a cat, rabbits, art on every single piece of the wall, a, a, a front yard where there was everybody constantly like smoking pot, and it was a it was a pretty nutty house. And then when I got pregnant, uh, in uh, well they told me it was January eighth. January 6th or January 4th or something uh, in uh, 1989, but I know for sure that I was pregnant before the new year. I just, when I found out I was pregnant, it made me kind of remember why I felt a certain way um, on New Year's Eve, very sort of languid and, and a little dreamy. And I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have it. I had like a half a glass of champagne. It just was not, just, just didn't feel just in a different, a different place. Um, but in any case, we moved out then. We moved to a really cool kind of ranch style, I guess. Ranch, California style house um, on Holly Drive, which is the street that goes up to the Hollywood Reservoir. And uh, had my little girl there, not in the house. I had her at Cedar sinai um, It was Tim and his son, TJ, who was nine at the time, was living with us. And um, I was cooking every day. I was cooking every single day for the family and... Um, 
And for a real roster of mostly Native American guys, a couple of gals, but mostly guys that were coming through town. This was 1989, 1990. This was sort of a beginning of a wave of uh, Natives in films, mostly at that point historical films, right? Dances with Wolves and was the big one. And it it sort of was a clarion call. It was like Natives could be working now. Of course, there had been Natives working in Hollywood for a long time, but they didn't get a lot of roles because they would not be cast just as a dentist or a cop or a mom, right? It would have to be something usually historical. And uh, then they were either, you know, the noble savage or just the savages. Um, That is something that Tim and his dad fought very, very hard against. Um, They were part of different organizations uh, in Hollywood um, to just say, hey, can we just have like normal, not extra representation, just like normal representation. Like if you're if you're filming something and there's a cheerleader, how come it could just not be like a native cheerleader? Anyway, they did make some strides, but. It, it really hasn't come full circle until um, the past couple of years. And I think my, the, the show my, my daughter works on, Reservation Dogs, is really groundbreaking that way. And speaking of that, there is a movie that's out now, Killers of the Flower Moon, and that is starring Lily Gladstone. And Lily Gladstone is the actress that appeared in Reservation Dogs. It was, the I think, the penultimate episode of season three uh, that my daughter was in. Two, which where my daughter kind of uh, plays Graham, this sort of spirit uh, that comes down and, and, and hangs out with Lily, who is in a, in a woman's jail. Uh, uh, in any case, Lily and Taba have become like inseparable, loving friends. I can't wait to meet her. But she's apparently, if she hasn't already blown up, as I told Taba, who, who, who told me the other day, Mom, she's just on the verge of blowing up. I'm like, she's going to blow up so hard. A piece of her is going to hit me here in New York City. Apparently, she was in Con. I think it was Con, when Killers of the Flower Moon premiered, I don't know, last month, and got an eight-minute standing ovation. I want to tell you something about this woman who I've not met yet. Her acting is it, it's on another level. I mean, I, I hadn't seen her before. Uh, seeing her in Reservation Dog. She also stars in a movie, I think it's called, oh, I should know this, that my daughter set decorated um, last summer, I think it's called Fancy Dance. And that's a, it's a smaller film, an independent film, but she stars in that too, so we can, um, we can look for that. But in any case, back in 89 and 90 and 91, when I was living um, on Holly Drive with Tim, just a roster of guys uh, coming through the house all the time, some of which you've probably seen um, in movies, some Unfortunately, uh, who are no longer with us, I've written about a few of them, including Josh Drum. I'll try to find um, a piece here that I wrote, and I'll, I'll put a link to it. Um, you know, a lot of these guys came off the res. You know, they come to Hollywood, and it's obviously a different world. Um, and it was good to have family, and Tim was family. Our door was always open. By way of saying, I was cooking a lot. I was cooking for dudes all the time, which I love. It's it's not a problem for me. It's sort of a real pleasure. I, for me, being in the kitchen is very um, relaxing and engaging, and I it's the it's the one place where I don't feel like I have to do. It. I mean, I can have a podcast on. That's fine. I do that, but I don't even need that. I'm just happy to be in there um, by myself. And you know, I made the usual usual roster of stuff, and and Tim co- taught me to make some stuff that you know he grew up eating. You know what he really liked, and which I've probably made. I don't want to exaggerate. I've probably 
made a hundred different batches of biscuits. And I will estimate that fewer than 75% of the time have they come out delicious. Biscuits are hard, man. I mean, I try all kinds of recipes and there's all kinds of rules. And I can tell you a few of them. I mean, there's, you know, there's some places like, oh, don't put any sugar in it. I like to have a little sugar in it. Like, are you going to lose crystal? Are you going to use butter? Are you going to use a combination? How are you going to cut it? How It's just, they're hard and they come out kind of tough. Um, anyway, I was never, I'm sorry to say, I was never a champion um, biscuit maker. But I was a good gravy maker. And now I'm going to tell you how to make the gravy. Oh, but wait, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to tell you one other thing first, and if I can find the video, I will. And, I, and I've written about this, and I may have talked about it, too. So Tim lived with uh, my husband and me, and Tavi was in from New York, as was her husband when he was going through lung cancer. He, for the, this, It was his second cancer. The first one, he survived five years before, and the second one, um, he did not. And the I'm trying to think, yeah, the first cancer, he said to me, Nanny, I just, I just want to get my taste back by Thanksgiving. Uh, because he liked the way I cooked, and we always had Thanksgiving together. And he had it back by August. Um, but anyway, when he when he did get sick again, he wasn't really sick yet. He was sort of doing pretty well. I think I'm getting my timing right. And he just, man, this was a dude that appreciated food. Like, he never didn't say thank you, like, when you gave him breakfast or something. And he was just so demonstrative. And I got a video somewhere of him just going like, mm, that's just so sweet. And I watch it sometimes because I do miss him. Okay, so here's the gravy that Tim Sampson demanded and I learned how to make. What you're going to do, you, what you need to start with is you need to start with some fat, and preferably it's flavorful fat, right? So where's that fat going to come from? It's going to come from the, the meat you just cooked or the fowl you just cooked. Um, obviously, the super simple one is chicken fat, right? You, you roast a chicken. And you've got all this fat in the bottom. Now you can, you know, you can just take that fat and you can, well, you can throw it away if you want to, or you could just reduce it uh, in a pan, like just cook it down a little bit so that it gets a little, a little richer. And you can throw a pat of butter in there, a little bit of salt, uh, pepper, and maybe some lemon. And that's nice on chicken. Or you can take it, uh, and here's your, here's your rule of thumb: for every two tablespoons of fat that you're using, you're going to use two tablespoons excuse me, a flour and two tablespoons of, of liquid. So I'm going to give you chicken gravy first. So you're going to have your fat and you have that in a pan. Uh, if you're using a, a, sauce, a, a frying pan, um, if you're using cast iron, you're, you're going to need to whisk this. So if you're using cast iron, you want to have, um, as I talked about in a couple episodes ago, you're going to want a rubberized whisk because you don't want to scratch your pan. Um, you're going to put your flour in there. And you're going to, while the oil is hot, or the chicken fat is hot, and you're going to stir and stir and stir. It's going to be clumpy. That's okay. Uh, you're going to be clumpy, and you're, you're just going to, you want to do it for a couple of minutes. You want to get the, ta the raw taste of the flour out of there. Now you're going to have your, your stock. If, uh, if you have some chicken stock, that's great. Homemade, of course, is best. I make, when I, when I cook a chicken, I have the stock. I put it in the freezer. It's always ready when I need it. You can use a, you know, you can use canned stock. I sometimes use if I don't have either canned stock or um, or homemade stock. I will use just like bouillon cubes. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. It's better to have that not cold. It's better to have it warm. What you're going to do is you're going to add a little bit of it to the flour and um, and and fat mixer in the pan, and it's going to really seize up. It's going to like like wait, what is this? 
keep adding it slowly. You don't want it to be like liquid with clumps. You want it to start to break down so it's like one consistency. It's going to be really thick. And every time you add the liquid, it's going to absorb the liquid. You're like, what? What is this going to not absorb the liquid? Well, after you've added like the 222 uh, rubric there. And then you're going to have that'll give you, you know, basically two cups of gravy. You can quadruple this. You can do as much as you want. Um, and then you taste it and a little salt and pepper. That's it. That's gravy. Okay. Let's say you want to do some gravy for meat. Um, you basically do the same. Obviously, a steak is not going to give up as much um, as much fat, but it's going to give off some or roast beef or something. You do the exact same thing. Uh, you have your fat. And then you add your flour, especially for a beef. I would add like a really a nice, you know, a nice few grinds of pepper in there. And then you can add beef stock or chicken stock. It's fine. You can also add a mixture of stock and cream. All right. Or I guess you could use milk. Cream is good um, because this makes a really nice, creamy, beefy gravy. Um Will there be a few lumps in your gravy? There might be, but there don't have to be if you're whisking it enough. Now you say, okay, Nancy, how about this, Nancy? I want to just make some mashed potatoes or I'm vegetarian. I don't feel like, you know, I don't feel like using that kind of fat. That's okay. I would take some, not olive oil. Olive oil is not going to be a base for gravy. I just don't think that's the flavor. Hey, maybe it's the flavor you want. It's not the flavor I want. Um, I would take just some, you know, regular flavorless oil. I would add a little butter to it. Obviously, butter gives you flavor, but not all butter because butter butter burns. You're going to use butter for, for other things, but we're not going to do it today. So let's say you're just going to make, you're going to have a tablespoon or a couple tablespoons of oil, a couple tablespoons of butter. You're going to get that hot, bubbly. You're going to add, again, your flour. If you're a vegetarian and you want, you don't want to have any sort of stock in there, you can just add water, but it's, you're going to want to really season in that. And it's not, it's not going to be that flavorful because the animal fat is giving you flavor. I'll let you play with that. Um, but yeah, cream gravy is always, is always super nice and super yummy and super good with biscuits. People like biscuits and gravy. And if you can send me your definitive biscuit recipe with the instructions so I don't keep messing it up, I'll be very grateful. It's like a swap, right? You're giving me biscuits. I'm giving you gravy. Guys, thanks so much for spending a little bit of Sunday morning with me, and we'll see you soon. Bye.